Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me on the Word Podcast. We continue to examine John chapter 11. I actually spent several episodes on this. This is where Jesus has just called forth Lazarus from the dead. Why did he do it? Well, he actually tells us in John chapter 11, verse 42, Jesus is speaking to the Father, and he says, I knew that you always hear me, but because of the people standing around, I said it, so that they may believe that you sent me. Now, remember why John wrote this account. He tells us this later on in the gospel. And he he writes the account to give some signs and to give some examples of why, uh, of what Jesus did. Okay, And this is actually the last sign. There was actually seven signs that he gives that people would believe that Jesus is the Christ, that he is the Son of God. Here, Jesus himself is saying point blank that they would believe that the Father was the one who sent him. So when he said that in verse 43, he says, Lazarus, come forth. And he cries that out with a loud voice. And then in verse 44, as we saw in the last episode, it says this, the man who had died, that's Lazarus, came forth, bound hand and foot with wrappings, and his face was wrapped around with a cloth. Jesus said to them, unbind him and let him go. And as we looked at the last episode, let me just remind you again, I think this is really, really important. We are called as believers in the Lord Jesus Christ to unbind folks. Again, so often we want people to believe, to be saved, and then to become perfect in every way, not to deal with the various issues. No, there's, we, we are required to unbind them. And so we see it in so many different ways today. Uh, Someone becomes saved. Let's say uh, a man and a woman become saved and they believe, and yet they're living together. Well, there's an unbinding that needs to take place. And I could tell you story after story of just the wonder and the glory of how God does this. Or someone uh, is a liar and a thief. Well, there's an unbinding that needs to take place. You see another scripture where Paul in his writing says, let the one who was a thief before don't steal anymore. And you would think, well, that's sort of taken for granted, you know, that they, they're a new person. They will no longer want to do that. No, 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 not necessarily so. They need to know that this is not a permissible way of uh, procuring stuff for life from that one, okay? And when you start thinking about this, you begin to realize, wait a minute, there is compassion, there is love, there is mercy that is entailed here in this unbinding. How this took place with uh, Lazarus, to me, is even more amazing. How did he come out of the tomb when he's bound? Okay, it says his hands and feet are bound, and the idea is that they're bound where he can't move. Now, I know you'll read commentaries and things that say, well, they're wrapped up separately, so he was able to move his arms and move his legs. Well, that's great. His face was wrapped. He can't see where he's going. Well, maybe he arose because, remember, he was dead, and he arose, and he's going toward the voice that called him. I can receive that. That's fine, Okay. I'm thinking it's just a little more of a supernatural type of thing. Regardless, the Lord told the people about to unwrap and to unbind him. Now, this gets into even more interesting things from a Jewish perspective. Okay, From a Jewish perspective, they would never get anywhere near a dead body. 
Remember what Martha said to him when he said, roll the stone away. <laughs> she said, but Lord, by this time he stinketh. Okay. They would not even want to touch a dead body. But now here comes the dead body out and they're being told to unwrap it. I'll tell you what, folks, there's some vivid pictures there for us. Too often, somebody has been so dead in their sins and they are a new creature and they're saved. And yet we don't want to even, even touch them. We don't want to go near them. And he says, no, 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 unbinding. So verse 45, we continue. Therefore, many of the Jews who came to Mary and saw what he had done believed in him. Well, who are these Jews that came to Mary? Remember earlier in the account, uh, they were just a couple of miles away from Jerusalem. So there were a lot of Jews that had come to Mary to mourn with her, to cry with her, to suffer with her. And now many of these Jews who had come to be with her like that saw what had happened and believed in him. What did Je Jesus just said? We just read it. He said, I do this so that they may believe that you sent me. Many of them did believe because of what they saw. You want to take a wild guess at the next word? We see this so often in Scripture. Let me read verse 45 again. Therefore, many of the Jews who came to Mary and saw what he had done believed in him, period. Verse 46, but, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure some of y'all thought, oh, no, I feel the big, the word but coming. Verse 46, but some of them went to the Pharisees and told them the things which Jesus had done. Well, you see this happening all the time that people would go and report to the Pharisees. You see where the Pharisees were actually uh, always around Jesus and following Jesus and going on. Uh, but, but why this word, but? You know, it says, therefore, many of the Jews believed. Why not? And also some went to the Pharisees. But there seems to be this juxtaposition here that, that word, but, brings about between those who believed and perhaps those who didn't believe. Or maybe they believed some, but the juxtaposition is this, between those who believed and those who went and reported to the religious authorities. Between those who believed and those who wanted to ingratiate themselves to the powers that be by reporting the latest news of what Jesus had just done. Between those who believe and, dare I say, uh, spiritual rats. That's what's sort of crossing my mind right now. Verse 46, but some of them went to the Pharisees and told them the things which Jesus had done. Now, we've seen how the Pharisees, we've seen how the religionists have reacted to the various signs up to this point in time. Our time is out right now, so the next episode we'll look to see what happens uh, and how they reacted to this one. But just think upon this. Do we not see this type of activity all the time, these little uh uh, spiritual rats that scurry the moment that something happens to go and report to the powers that be what has happened. You know, this was a great and a grand and a wondrous thing. Someone had been brought forth from four days of death and was now alive. And these folks wanted to be the first ones to tell the religionists. You know, we might want to sit there and try to give them a modicum of consideration and say, well, perhaps they just wanted to do it. And they, went, Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the way that it's written, with that little comparing between those who saw it and believed, but some of them went to the Pharisees. Well, who's the them? 
verse 45, therefore many of the Jews who came to Mary and saw what he had done believed. So as many of the Jews believed, not all, but many. Then the next verse, but some of them, who's to them? Not the ones who believe, but the Jews is who he's referring to. But some of them went to the Pharisees and told them the things which they had done. Okay, I don't know. I smell a rat right here. And when you see how they acted and reacted, it's probably what's going to be, okay? Anyway, again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much for your time, and I'll see you again.